Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the White Vans, except no White Vans as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Uh, no guest today, just going to be me and my lovely voice, um, but today I'm going to be talking through an episode dubbed, Which of the Following Have Your Undying Loyalty? Which of the following have your undying loyalty? We're going to talk about a couple of different characters that are leaders um, and trying to figure out exactly which one would you give your your uh, undying loyalty to. Um, but before we get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing the show. Without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. If you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk, the number one, two. There you'll find updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes. So currently, uh, no new giveaways or anything like that kind of going on. I know that I keep saying that I'm busy. I just got a lot going on, guys. So please continue to bear with your boys. I get the merch and everything like that up and going um, for any giveaways and stuff like that. But in the meantime, like I said, the open invitation is that you can just reach out to me and ask for a sticker on those social media handles and I will send you one. Taking a nice little sip of some water. No Japanese whiskey today. Well, at least not yet. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, just reach out to me if you uh, if you want a sticker or anything like that, uh, and I will send it to you. Um, so let me know when you follow if you like or dislike an episode uh, because I I love interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. So guys, uh, so we're jumping into the new season at this point. Um, I believe this is episode three of the new season. Let me know what you guys think so far. Um, you know, I'm I'm really interested uh we had obviously hooked on anime we had crew loyalty that dropped last week um and this week we're going to be talking through something that i think that like i said you guys would uh would really enjoy or will really enjoy um so which of the following have your undying loyalty so essentially in this one i'm going to go through a couple of characters um and when i go through these characters um i think i have six of them so when i go through these characters i'm just going to kind of tell you who the character is what show they're from and a little bit about their personality um and then just kind of freehand and tell you why i absolutely love the character and then at the end in typical fashion i'll come back and i'll tell you which one has my undying loyalty i'm going to again challenge you guys to reach out to me on those social media handles and let me know if you agree with the with my uh with the person who i would give my loyalty too um and if you don't then let me know who you would give yours to because i want to know again i love interacting with you the fans um so the first character uh jumping right into it the first character is prince boji uh from the ranking of kings uh, his personality boji is intelligent and empathetic and hyper aware of the people around him he's kind to a fault as well as extremely giving of himself even in situations where he may be hurt or humiliated Due to his deafness, many of the kingdom of boss, 
uh, dismiss Boji as dumb, an old-fashioned way of referring to a mute individual. However, he's extremely hardworking and sincere, which often draws people to him, even if they cannot always understand him. So... This character is a character who I really love. If you haven't watched Ranking of Kings, I suggest that you watch it. Again, it's a really good show. It was a show that I fell in love with that I didn't think that I was going to fall in love with. I believe I did an episode on this uh, not too long ago talking about um, this show. But it's a really, really dope show. Maybe it was a collaboration. But anyway, it's a really, really good show. I love this show. Um, I didn't think that I was going to fall in love with it when I first watched it. I thought the animation was kind of hokey. I thought that, you know, I was like, ah. I don't know how I feel about this. What's going on with this character? He's deaf, which I have nothing, you know, against, uh, you know, deaf individuals or anything like that. But I just didn't know what kind of spin they were going to put on this character. But after watching the show, and I'm current, I finished all of uh, season one. But after watching the show, I can understand why people absolutely love this show. Prince Boja is a very likable character. um, And he just he's just he, there are moments where he just tugs at your heartstrings i absolutely love prince boji um so that's why you know if i would choose to follow him that's why i would choose to follow him um the next character is Erwin Smith from Attack on Titan. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know, he was um, he was essentially like the commander of the Survey Corps. Uh, so, Erwin Aaron was a complex character, portrayed as serious, calculating, and always planning far in the future. While he trusted his men, he was the first to realize that there was a spy interfering with the Survey Corps and was able to come up with a reasonable criteria to determine which of his soldiers to trust with vital information and which to keep in the dark um as an eloquent eloquent speaker erwin was was able to sway many people such as the military military tribunal held to judge uh aaron and the trainees into choosing which recruitment branches to join so if you haven't watched attack on titan then you know or if you have watched it you know that eventually what happens is when the trainees come out, they get an opportunity to pick uh, which branch that they would like to join. And Erwin um, or Erwin, he did a, an absolutely amazing job by convincing a lot of people to join the Survey Corps, which was kind of tough to do considering the fact uh, the Survey Corps were a lot of members who could potentially leave the wall and never be seen from or seen or and or heard uh, from again. Um, Erwin was often seen as a very grim individual. He accepted all news, good or bad, mockery or praise with the same stoic attitude. His ultimate goal was for humanity to once again rise up and become the dominant species over the Titans, a goal he was willing to sacrifice anything for, such as when ordering people to save Erwin even after being caught in the jaws of a titan resulting in the loss of his right arm um so again like i said before there may be some spoilers ahead you've been warned so that was kind of a spoiler if you haven't watched attack on titan which i feel like most people have watched attack on titan at this point um but in case you haven't there you go sorry about that um but uh he shared this unique stoic quality with men such as garrison commander dot pixies which i love uh commander pixies team leader uh, ian ditrich and Commander-in-Chief Darius Zackley, as uh, Armin Arlett put it, Aaron, like the aforementioned three men, had the ability to send his men to die if it would further the cause of humanity. He he would he would sacrifice their own humanity he and they would sacrifice their own humanity in order to change to bring change to a world where those who cannot sacrifice things important to them will not change anything. 
This selfishness should not, however, be mistaken for heartfulness. He felt great remorse for sacrificing countless others for the sake of his ambitions. Um, admitting to Levi that he felt their fallen comrades watching him, waiting to see what he did, what he would do with the lives that they dedicated to him. So he was a very complex character. If you can't pick out from here, he was a very eloquent speaker, um, unlike myself, apparently, because I can't even read my own notes. But uh, he was a very eloquent uh, speaker. Um, he had a very good uh a very good like presence about him i guess you could say he was a great leader of men which you know a lot of people need that he was a very military minded person very complex again he was portrayed as serious calculating and always planning for the future people trusted him enough to potentially go to their death um and that is a lot but being in the military um i know that you know sometimes you know you get leaders and things like that that you don't necessarily like and some that you do like i don't think that a lot of people disliked erwin i think that people were just i don't know like i think that people well the way that the show kind of showed is like people were willing to die for him but at the same time <clears throat> there was always this question of like why you know what i mean like there was always like this ride or die situation but it was like but at the same time kind of why are we doing this but people still did it um so that means that you know obviously like i said he had some kind of characteristic about him that people fell in love with and you can't discredit that at all but yeah like i said he was he has the ability to send men to die even if it would if it would further the cause of humanity like he would sacrifice his own humanity in order to bring change to a world where those who can't sacrifice things important to them will not change anything like dude was dedicated to a t he had his life's goal he had his his life's uh, ambition and purpose and he just knew that he was going to follow through it didn't matter what happened he was very spearhead and i think a lot of people kind of gravitate towards people like that because think about how many times like people in your life um that you've talked to or like maybe it's a parent maybe it's a best friend maybe it's you know it could be anything but think about somebody who you're like man you know what if this person told me to run my head like I'm, I'm a coach right and i've said this before on the show but like you hear a lot of kids or a lot of players talk about that one coach that told them like you know what he could tell me to run my head through this brick wall and I would do it without question. I, I mean, I would obviously question after the fact why I did it, but because of how powerful their words are and how, um, how just, you know, um, intoxicating their, 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 their speech and everything like that, male, female, whatever it is, like, just how intoxicating their aura is. Like I could, I would do it anyway. That is Aaron Smith. I'm not giving my character away. I know I took a lot of time on Aaron, but no, actually, you don't know. Is Aaron my guy? You don't know. But anyway, let's move on to the next character. Um, so the next character is Rimuru Tempest uh, from the show That Time I Was Reincarnated as a Slime. He has a kind heart and a quirky personality, even though he is quite laid back and wants to avoid troublesome situations troublesome situations as much as possible he actually works very diligently when there is a task needed to be taken care of Rimuru tends to react very severely when there's a danger to his close ones such as his countrymen subordinates possibly due to the soul link he shares with them um, good friends uh, students um, he can't stand children suffering um, he wants 
one might say that he overreacts to these causes, but it simply shows how deeply he cares for them as a stark contrast with his usual cheerful self. Rumoru's desire to be a pacifist towards uh, humans eventually has dire consequences for his people, which he personally shoulders the blame for. So that kind of was like a pseudo, pseudo spoiler, because if you haven't watched the show, um, first of all, I suggest you should go back and watch it. Uh, but second of all, if you haven't watched the show, then you wouldn't really understand what I was the last part. So I'm not even going to go over it one more time. So that way, if in case you didn't pick up on it, that's good because I didn't spoil anything. So with him, again, Rimuru is in this show is essentially a ball of slime. Um, after being reincarnated from the human world, he comes back. It's another isekai where he comes back um, and is basically reborn into another world. He come back. He comes back as a ball of slime, and this ball of slime is essentially thriving or striving to create a very pacifist nation uh, of where humans and creatures can come together and actually live peacefully um so that's kind of the synopsis of the show but specifically for Rimuru um, in, gen- in general, he is, again, just a very kind-hearted and quirky personality. He's always trying to avoid those troublesome situations. Like, I'm kind of like this. Like, I would like to, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, he's a runner. He's a track star. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't necessarily like to put myself in troublesome situations um i try to avoid them as much as possible as well so i definitely correlate and kind of you know i kind of like i kind of understand how he is in this situation i can relate um but i also understand that like keeping keeping you know your close ones your family friends um your loved ones subordinates uh students things like that he keeps those very close to his to his pocket um and keeps those you know those cars very close you know to his to his chest um and i'm like that like i think that a lot of people are like that a lot of people have that core group of friends or core group of family members or people in their lives that they would do absolutely anything for um and he does that so you would probably resonate and probably you know align a little bit with rimuru as well like i said a lot of these characters on this show are just misunderstood characters they were creatures who were kind of looked at and ostracized as like oh they're not humans so they're animals which means we need to kill them a lot of them hunted were hunted for personal gain like it was just it was crazy like a lot of the stuff that happened to a lot of these creatures they were kind of like like i said just ostracized and kept out on the outside and he's trying to change all of that so you can tell right there that he's got this kind heart um and making sure that these people his countrymen are protected so that's why you know if i chose to follow him that's why i would choose to follow him is because it seems like he doesn't discriminate it seemed that like i said he has a kind heart and if you're one of those people who are very close to him and he has a very close space and place for you in his heart man the dude is going to do anything he has to do uh to protect you so that's why i would definitely follow him um so what we're going to do is take a quick commercial break i'll be right back to talk through three the last three um characters that we're going to talk through on which of the following have your undying loyalty um so we'll be right back 
All right, welcome back everyone to the episode, which of the following have your undying loyalty? We started talking through Prince Boji from the Ranking of Kings, uh, Aaron Smith or Erwin Smith from uh, from Attack on Titan and Rimuru Tempest from that time I was reincarnated as a slime. So let's go ahead and jump into the next three characters. So character number four would be Meliodas from the show Seven Deadly Sins. I've talked about this show uh, in depth like on a couple of different occasions it can be watched on Netflix I highly suggest that you go watch this I've talked about a lot of shows I highly suggest that you watch but this is one of those ones I really like the last season kind of got a little strange and I think they did a little bit too much and the movies are kind of all over the place but I digress um, so Meliodas uh, his dominant traits are his frankness and his utter fearlessness shown when he remains composed even seeing the Rust Knight who was later revealed to be Elizabeth Leonis he is also known or he is he has also shown um, to be very no he is also shown to be very baldy and loves to frequently tell jokes um, occasionally he takes advantage of Elizabeth's naivety and gropes her breasts not even ashamed of doing so in public or in front of her father um, he also has a strong sense of justice and is willing to help people in distress even when he is severely injured he tries not to show weakness and stays strong in front of his companions he holds resentment for himself deeming himself a failure as an older brother to Zeldris due to the suffering he caused him. Despite his title as the sin of wrath, he maintains the facade of a very calm person. However, if his companions or friends are harmed in any way, he is shown to be capable of extreme rage. So, this show, again, I really like the show itself, but specifically for Meliodas, uh, he is very much a jokester. I kind of align with that as well. I like to think that I'm kind of funny. Um, I have been told and I have been given, this is no joke, guys. I have been told that I am the funniest person in my family. Okay, that that's a lot. That That is a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Um, you know, that is a lot. You know what I mean? Like there's six of us, uh, you know, so that's a lot that's a lot um as far as like my my parents and my sisters or my siblings so that's a lot you know what i'm saying the six I, I, i've been told i'm pretty funny um so i kind of align with this um also i love the fact that <laughs> i love the fact that they they highlighted in his personality he takes advantage of elizabeth of elizabeth's naivety and gropes her breasts not even ashamed of doing so in public or in front of her father he's done this several times if you watch the show it's like it's not like always like front and center but he does it a lot like he'll either lift up her skirt or like he'll be just sitting there like groping her breast he's done it in front of her dad who is the king um he's just done it like just sitting there kind of in front of her like he doesn't care like dude just he, he just doesn't care but again um even though he is super duper you know chill and very calm similar to Rimuru, he if he finds that his companions or friends are harmed in any way, he is shown to be capable of extreme rage. So obviously that means, again, if you're very close to him, if he's brought in, you're a companion for him, um, he's going to defend you even if he's, you know, at, on, his di on his deathbed, even if he's, you know, severely injured. He has been shown a couple of times on the show of being weak in the sense that, like, not weak, but he was like, 
weekend because he was fighting or whatever and he was able to fight and get away and then once he gets away he ends up just kind of collapsing um he is a big brother which again i kind of i kind of um relate with this i'm the biggest brother um in my family or i guess i'm the biggest i'm the oldest sibling there you go um so i understand where he says you know kind of deeming himself a failure as an older brother to his little brother zeldris due to the suffering he caused him um so i mean i kind of align with him on that because i understand the pressures of being a big brother um and how that how when you do certain things you don't understand like you think that it's just you that is that that this affects but at the same time it affects everybody that kind of comes after you especially if you have little siblings so i definitely align with him on this one um and i think like i said that i i relate to and and understand exactly where he's coming from there um and I also understand the the whole maintaining the facade of a very calm person because i've, I've tried to be one of those type of people in my life that um that even though I'm having a rough day, I still try to smile through it or still trying to laugh through it or whatever, because people have come to kind of, I wouldn't say expect that of me, but when I talk to people, I don't want people to think that anything's wrong with me. So I try to kind of like keep on telling jokes or kind of laugh throughout the situation. Um, and so, like I said, I can understand, I can align again with him here, um, of, of the facade of a very calm person, um, having to maintain that. So yeah, is he my favorite character? you'll never know no i'm just playing stick around you'll find out which one's my favorite one and which one has my undying loyalty um so the next character i had to bring him back guys i know that i keep on talking about this show but it's so good and if you haven't seen it you need to go watch it i keep i'm going to continue to tell you that for sure my favorite anime of all time so coming from yu yu hawk show we have yusuke Urameshi, the character uh, from again the show yu yu hawk show um, the personality having a no show for a father and with his mother always off somewhere else getting drunk or partying Yusuke has grown up in a very neglectful environment he's short tempered impulsive merciless and likes to imitate or I'm sorry uh, intimidate those who are who are afraid of him Underneath his bold, cocky attitude, he has a joking and kind nature. Yusuke has also had the bad luck of having to deal with so many cruel and despicable people at such a young age. Um, ooh, hold on. Iwamoto. Oh, yeah, yeah. Iwamoto being among them, uh, which is one of the teachers from the show. That's what was throwing me off. I was like... Who's Iwamoto? But he's one of the teachers from the show. Um, one of his most notable traits is his desire to fight, which becomes more noticeable as the series progresses. Another predominant um, trait of Yusuke's psyche is his sense of justice, as he doesn't tolerate evildoers and always has a firm resolve to capture or even beat them for the sake of doing the right thing. So I've talked about this show, you know, like whew, I love it absolutely love it it's definitely my favorite show of all time hands down there are a lot of shows that I like that kind of I wouldn't say necessarily compare and that some shows that I really like to talk about um, but this is hands down my favorite show I've got to come to the realization and narrow something down put some put a flag on my heel and I'm going to say you Hawk show is that show specifically because of Yusuke even though I love the relationship that Yusuke and Kuwabara share um and obviously, I love Kuwabara's voice acting. Um, I love Yusuke just in general. He reminds me of a very delinquent young version of myself. And I know I'm referring a lot back to myself, but that's something that I find that um, 
people don't understand that they subconsciously do. You naturally gravitate towards people um, and give people your loyalty for you know, two people that are similar to you or that you can relate to or relate with. So that's why I'm kind of referring to myself. I'm trying to <clears throat> one open up, like, you know, as Shrek would say, it's like, you know, uh, I'm like an ogre or I'm like an onion, you know, in a sense that I have multiple layers. Um, so I'm telling you guys a little bit about more about myself while also understanding or telling you why some of these characters would have my undying loyalty. So for this one, like I said, the delinquent part growing up, you know what I'm saying? Um, with, you know, of family issues and things like that. Um, not necessarily a, neglected, a neglectful environment, though, but definitely the short temper and impulsive and merciless, you know, liking to initiate uh, fights and stuff like that or, you know, say things or whatever. Like that was me kind of growing up. And he's definitely one of the youngest. I think he's actually the youngest person on this list. Well, no, Boji's younger than him, but uh, Prince Boji. I'm sorry. You got to put some respect on the prince's name. Um but yeah, I, I just like I said, I kind of relate with him just growing up of of having those kind of uh, those traits. Um, I never was like the bold and cocky type, though, but I definitely, again, have that joking and kind nature at the same time. Um, but the sense, the strong sense of justice, which is really cool, because usually when you see a character or you see characters in shows or people in general that are bold, cocky and all that good stuff, they usually don't have like that sense of of justice like that because they really don't care like they're just kind of like ah whatever I'll, I'll do whatever i want to do right whereas like in this situation um he has a strong sense of justice and he can't tolerate evildoers and has a firm resolve to capture or even beat them for the sake of doing the right thing um specifically around the despicable people um iwamoto this isn't necessarily a spoiler but iwamoto was one of the teachers who put him in a very taxing situation when he was going back to school he was trying to do somewhat right of going back to school and trying to keep his friends um uh, protected well not his friends his friend uh kuwabara and kuwabara was trying to protect Kuwabara was trying to protect his friends from Iwamoto. It was just a whole horrible situation. And this dude, I swear I had a teacher like this growing up, like Iwamoto. I promise I did when I was in school. And it always sucks, man, because it feels like no matter what you do or no matter if you were in the right, they always tell some kind of different version of the story. And I know we can all agree with that. Don't sit here and sit up on your high horse, okay, and act like you were just perfect in school or you always had the best teachers. But everybody knows they had that one teacher that no matter what you did, it just was either never good enough or they would always, you know, tell tell a version of what happened. But it wasn't necessarily 100% the truth. They kind of omitted certain truths to, to make sure that you got in trouble. And I can kind of relate with that because, I mean, that's despicable. Like, that's that's absolutely horrible and deplorable. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the last character. So the last character is hailing from Dr. Stone. We got Sinku. Uh, so Sinku is a straightforward, confident, and highly logical individual who can come off as arrogant. Even so, Sinku's... Uh, borderline overconfidence does not cloud his judgment as he is often backed up by a vast under underlining knowledge of science. Sinku 
never belittles those who are less knowledgeable than him. Rather, he encourages and inspires everyone around him to do better. Because of his charisma and caring nature, people tend to gather around him, supporters and allies alike. At times when he is excited over a creation or at the discovery of something new, Senku can act over the top, uh, showing exaggerated emotions. Although Senku has a very strong sense of justice he also bends the rules withholds information and manipulates others to get what he wants but if only for the better of his allies um what senku lacks in physical ability he more than makes up for with determination and persistence so um, for those of you who again haven't necessarily watched the show, and I have a sh- I have a show coming up that I'm going to kind of talk about this show in depth a little bit uh, later within the season, more than likely. Um, so this show essentially is a something happens. We still haven't figured out exactly what happened on Earth, but whatever happens on the Earth, it ends up essentially like turning into a Stone Age. So it kind of goes forward um to the point where the world is back at like ground zero like back in like you know almost like a caveman-esque uh feel so senku basically is like this super smart kid who essentially woke up under and is trying to redo and kind of help out with help build society back up and obviously people have continued to grow throughout time and so he's trying to educate those people because they're again at the sticks and stones era they're walking around with spears and you know uh chunking rocks at each other chucking rocks at each other and stuff like that so he's trying to educate and kind of bring society back to uh back to you know almost like a present day so i really like the character again it says that he comes off as arrogant but that's just because he's really smart a lot of people say that really smart people come off as arrogant they just are confident to a t i guess you could say so i mean i can understand why people would say that um but he he doesn't allow it to cloud his judgment which is the important piece and he also understands that like because he's smart he doesn't have to be little people he can teach and educate people and help them become better versions of themselves because obviously when they become better ver- better versions of themselves he now has an ally and somebody who's also smart that he can kind of impart knowledge to um and there's a couple of characters on this show that he does that with so again if you haven't watched the show definitely highly recommend it go watch it um so I like this character again he has he has a strong sense of justice as well the only difference is is I mean he does what I feel like every leader or every person that has a quote-unquote strong sense of justice does and they kind of withhold information or manipulate others to get what they want um but it's for but they claim it's for like the betterment of like the whole situation right so you know that you know you see like in those movies all the time where they're like yeah well we need to you know go outside and it's like well why are we going outside it's like well no no just go outside and when they go outside there's like a killer out there and they're like oh man there's a killer out here i meant we need to go outside and jump up in this car it's like well hold on so you knew there was a killer out there and now you see where he is so now we know where to avoid going like you use me it's like well i mean i knew there was one out there but I didn't know exactly where it was. You know what I mean? Like that whole sense of justice. You you were trying to do the right thing by getting everybody to the car safely, but you kind of sacri- you almost sacrificed somebody um, to get killed by the killer. I know that's a very interesting and very illustrated uh, illustration. I don't know why I used that, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. I think I'm thinking about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one on Netflix. Um, ugh. But anyway, 
I digress. Um, yeah, but he has, like I said, he manipulates others and withholds some in, uh, information. He's not very strong physically, where I feel like a lot of these other characters are. Yusuke is definitely physically fit. Meliodas is over the top physically fit. Rimuru is fairly, I mean, I would say he's more like Senku. Erwin is, Erwin is more physically fit, I would say. And then Prince Boji is, I mean, he's a young prince. So I mean, he's... He's pretty fit. I mean, he's pretty fast, but I mean, I don't know about physical ability. Necessarily. He's, he's he's got some physical ability. Um, so yeah, um, he's it, though he doesn't have that physical ability, he makes up for it with determination and persistence, which is dope. Um, again, the way that I kind of relate to him is not necessarily the high, highly logical individual. I think I'm pretty smart, but I don't borderline overconfidence at all. Um, but I definitely like the fact of like not belittling people um, who are less knowledgeable than myself. Um, I like to try to, like I said, encourage, inspire, and kind of build up people around me. I try to anyway. Um, and I think I have some really good charisma um, and a caring nature that people kind of naturally kind of gravitate towards sometimes um what i'm putting when i have that version of my myself out there um so i can kind of relate with him i could definitely relate with him and in, in those aspects um plus like i said the sense of justice just like yusuke definitely have that um, but i don't really bend it or manipulate others to get what i want um i don't think anyway i, I try not to um but i got the i got the physical ability you know what i'm saying like you can't see it I'm, your boy is buff. I'm not really buff. I'm going to the gym now. I'm trying to get buff, but not there yet. But anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. But I definitely have uh, some determination and persistence that helps me kind of get through situations that I'm stuck in. So, I know, right? You're waiting at this point. You're like, Matt, you've gone through all six of these uh, characters. Are you finally going to tell me which one has your undying loyalty? I'm going to go with drum roll. Prince Boji, man, I've been saying this from the very beginning, like not even just the very beginning of this show, but just ever since I watched this show, there are a lot of characters in here that I would give, you know, some undying loyalty to in a certain sense. Um, I feel like they all have kind of their flaws um, in that sense, like all the other characters. But Prince Boji has like no flaws. The dude can do no wrong. Boji boasts. He he can he can do no wrong. Dude is just a lovable character. Um, he has a very like I said, just so so many I don't know like tear jerking moments with him. He just ties your heart. Like he 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 ties strings or uh, ties a heart with your heart strings. Like he just you just can't hate him at all dude has like pretty much no weaknesses he's a great character um erwin i don't know if i can necessarily trust him because i mean you you trying to lead people to their death man i, I gotta trust you uh rimuru i would maybe say rimuru too i do like rimuru but like i said it's he's so hot and cold you just never know what version you're going to get of him meliotis i can't trust the dude okay i can't trust him I mean, I know they all trust him because he's the captain, but I don't know, man. There's some stuff that happens in that show that leads you to believe that um, things aren't always what they seem with Meliodas. Yusuke, I wouldn't give him my undying loyalty, but he'd definitely be the homie. Like, we could dap it up and come up with a secret handshake. Like, I'm down for that. But I can't follow you, my guy. I can't. Um, and then Senku, again, he's similar to uh, Rimuru in that sense. I just feel like... 
not well not in the sense that he's hot and cold but i just i feel like he's just like that smart guy that you would probably get manipulated by because you're not thinking on the same level prince boji doesn't do any of that he's very straight he's very like very straightforward and very just forthcoming about everything that he's feeling it's going to be kind of hard to kind of understand him sometimes um but i'm down for it like i would give i would give prince boji my undying loyalty so that wraps up this episode guys so today we had an episode which of the following have your undying loyalty we have prince boji erwin rimuru uh, meliotis yusuke and senku from their various shows um I kind of gave you guys who the character was, what show they were from, what their personalities are like. Um, and then at the end, I told you exactly who my, has my undying loyalty, which in this situation, you got to you gotta put the crown on Prince Boji. Um, thank you, everyone, for sticking around and supporting the show. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk in the number one and two, so the number 12. Uh, make sure that you guys reach out to me again. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know who has your undying loyalty whether it's anyone that was on this list and if there wasn't somebody on this list that you think should have been on this list reach out to your boy and let me know who and why they have your undying loyalty thank you guys again for uh staying with me sticking around for this episode and just for this season again guys i'm crazy it's crazy to think that like we're on episode three of season five like that's so wild to me um so thank you guys for continuing to li give me some listens, give me all the love, sharing my posts and stuff like that on Twitter and on Instagram. Continue to do that. And uh, like I said, I got some great stuff coming up for you guys, some collaborations and things coming up for this season, some other interesting concepts. And I can't wait to share it with you guys. So until next time, again, continue to be the light in this world full of darkness. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Peace out. Mm -hmm.